Today, Robin speaks with Tom Martin, founder of the Camden Pop-Up Library, and in this installment of our Ikigai segment, we discuss the issues of being a working musician. All this and more on The Letscape! Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you're listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Hi, I'm Robin Renee. Hi, I'm Mary McGinley. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, we're heading towards the end of November now when this is podcast is coming out on November 27th is National Craft Jerky Day. What's a craft jerky as opposed to a regular jerky? Is that- It's artisanal. Oh, oh, just like the beer. Yes. Okay. Um, And on the 28th is Thanksgiving Day in the U.S., uh, also considered the National Day of Mourning for uh, Native Americans. And uh, that's understandable. Let's see. On the 29th is Black Friday. I have to work that day. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And... uh, Boy, that's that's my day for going back to work after being sick all this time. Um, it's also buy nothing day on Black Friday, which sounds like a good idea to me. That's my plan. Okay, and and it's also <laughs> National Native American Heritage Day and Flossing Day. Is that the only day you're going to floss? Uh, <laughs> or is it the dance? Is it the day to do the dance, or to floss your teeth? Actually, is that a dance? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, it's what a, is the dance? Is it do you put like string in your teeth and dance? No, around? you move your hips and your. I have to. It looks like you're flossing, but it's like you're flossing <laughs> your butt basically. Uh, okay, <laughs> using anything. Uh, okay, have to see it. <laughs> okay, like is it on Google YouTube? List. Is it on That's YouTube? Everywhere. It was. Oh, it was okay. a big craze. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On the 30th is National Personal Space Day, which I like very much. Um, Meth Awareness Day. Stay Home Because You're Well Day. Oh, that's an interesting idea. And Small Business Saturday. In December, the month, which is coming up, the month's uh, Car Donation Month. Hmm. If I could that just find the like titles. Thing. <laughs> if I could just find the titles to the cars, I could donate them, but I can't. So well, you could see. get new titles at the DMV. Yeah, it costs sixty bucks. Does it? Yes, it does. Oh my. So I can't donate the car if I'm spending sixty bucks on it. No. Well, let's see. Uh AIDS Awareness Month. It's been for a while, I knew that. Um Human Rights Month, write a business plan month. I guess because it's the end of the fiscal calendar year. Yeah. Um, and Spiritual Literacy Month. Hand Washing Awareness Week. Is the um, first week of December. First week of December. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> it, should be, it should be before Thanksgiving, especially if you're cooking for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I would say I would say that. Especially, you know, after having this problem with my gallbladder and all, it reminded me of the whole story of Typhoid Mary and how she refused to wash her hands. And that's 
that's uh and that the, the problem came from her gallbladder wow so, yeah that. yeah wow. she she was a cook she didn't wash her hands when she went out to the uh outhouse because wow. uh, they don't have sinks in outhouses back then so you can't really blame her okay um yes you can <laughs> yeah you can they just they made it very difficult for her to do let's see okay december 1st is rosa parks day bifocals at the monitor liberation day get your eyes checked and see if you can see the screen better bifocals at the monitor so yeah. it, it's the monitor as in your computer monitor mm -hmm. so that's a day to remind you um if you're if you're like leaning forward and squinting so you could read your computer mm -hmm. uh maybe it's time for bifocals i i wear reading glasses as i read my computer that's all yeah I bifocals at the monitor sounded like a live album i know yeah. <laughs> it it can be it's in the future <laughs> yeah right your next album that's what you name it oh god okay <laughs> day without arts day hmm so that's going to let people know what it's like to live a life without arts yes it's it's a day of action and mourning in response to the aids crisis because it hit the creative community so thoroughly over the past few decades hmm. as of, we know of, uh, so it's a day of action and mourning in response to the aids crisis yes 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 um the second of december is national mutt day Aww, little mutts okay mm -hmm. and cyber monday and so we do all our christmas shopping then um on the 3rd of December is Giving Tuesday. So after you spend all your money on Monday, then on Tuesday you give what you have left over. And <laughs> National Roof Over Your Head Day. That's something that uh, I got to pay attention to. That's, I think it's more of a, a be thank. It's sort of being aware that the, it's something to do with like the, the Maslow Pyramid. You uh -huh. know, like the base one is food. <laughs> food and shelter. shelter yeah yeah so it's 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 a day to either be happy that you have a roof over your head or to help people who don't have one to get one that's so. why i have to worry about it because <laughs> who knows how long this is going to be over my head so. oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> that's all i have about the days okay well uh Today is the birthday of Bill Nye, the science guy. Happy birthday. <laughs> and it was the birthday of Jimi Hendrix. Um, tomorrow, the 28th, it is the birthday of John Stewart, Randy Newman, and the drag queen Sharon Needles. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sharon yeah, the, Needles. Drag queens come up with great names. Um, the 30th is the birthday of Billy Idol. And Chrissy Teigen, who is now officially married to the sexiest man alive. Oh, wow. So and, and who's the sexiest man alive right now? John Legend was just a uh, Okay. I, okay. I don't agree with that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it should be uh, Idris Elba for at least the next 10 years, personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I was, I was thinking, did Idris Elba just get married to somebody? Oh. So. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry to hear he lost that... Uh, that uh, 
title. Mon- the title, thank you. Yeah. Because um, he's kind of, he's, he's not, he's not, he hasn't lost that title in my head. So. I, I agree, 100%. <laughs> um, so December 1st, birthday of Bette Midler, Janelle Monet, Robert Irwin, who is amazingly, he looks so much like his father, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. It's amazing. I think he's there. He's very cool too. And Sarah Silverman and Zoe Kravitz, who I was shocked to learn is the 30 year old daughter of <laughs> Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Like that's okay. I knew out. that Ta- time wise. It freaks me out. So. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, cause she's 30. Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't have, you know, kids in their thirties, so it's not <laughs> right true <laughs> uh lucy uh lucy lucy lou uh her birthday is the i second. love her yes and on december 3rd it's the birthday of ozzy osbourne and our own wendy sheridan yes. which yes. maybe explains why wendy is metal as fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh that could be that could actually be i i'm uh i'm i don't know how i feel about it but as of the third i will be an official senior citizen so i I, like i said i don't know how i feel about that i mean i'm going to enjoy my half price commuter train ticket i have i'm planning to go into the city uh for half price on my birthday just because it will be the first time because you can yes and find out for me how you get half price uh subway stuff in new york too oh okay i have no idea apply for a special id i think oh well it's not as easy as new jersey trains up next is all the news that we can handle so uh i just want to say congratulations to lil nas x for being the first openly gay black man to win at the uh, country music awards Yay. I think that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Old Town Road was a song that the, I mean, it was just such a huge, huge hit. And people in the country music industry, like a lot of country radio didn't play it because it kind of had hip hop elements and things that they weren't considering. You know, it's a crossover song, but it was crossing over with something that, you know, listeners aren't as used to, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, so well, it took a lot to, you know, in spite of the powers that be. I think it's really cool that well is the CMAs who yeah. votes on that? How do the awards get decided? Is that into in inside the industry or is it the public? I think they have some of both. And I believe this one was for musical event of the year, is what they they gave it to him for. Okay. So, so in other words, they, it was the collaboration with him and Billy Ray Cyrus that he did with the song that made it like an event of noteworthy event of the year so it could i mean it really should it could have been song of the year easily i think or or certainly in running for that but so it's um it's a it's a big thing yeah you know? i i like that thing. they're they're trying to be inclusive in country music because it never felt inclusive to me ever that entire genre yeah so and that and that and that's probably one of the reasons why i was never enjoying listening to it hide from how it sounds <laughs> well i don't know i mean because there there are definitely some some very good singers and musicians who play mm-hmm. country music it's just i was never 
I never felt I was never into it. Mm. So I like old country. I don't like the formulaic sort of Nashville yeah. slick pop kind of thing. So like the, the, getting it mixed up a bit more and going back to roots and to make, blending it with other kinds of sounds, I find it more interesting. In that yeah, but the roots are blues. The, it, it's like a, com, you know, blues and then bluegrass is kind of where country music grew out of. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and well, there's a lot to say about yeah, that. Yeah, all right, we're... <laughs> You know, like Janet does yeah. a lot with with the banjo and re- reminding people that it was an instrument that has roots in Africa, and many mm-hmm. many black folks played it before it became kind of like the white music of the industry. You know, <laughs> yeah. so there's a lot of history in it, and I'm not a huge country fan myself, but there are certain certain artists and certain sounds that I I find I can I find a way into. You know, okay, so it's kind of interesting. But anyway, congrats to that. Definitely. What else in the news? If only there was something going on that everybody was watching on their TV from day to day, day, hour to hour, (laughs) and talking about it constantly. This is true. Yes, there is an impeachment uh, inquiry happening or or investigation, I would say. Yeah, it's inquiry at this point. It's not a trial yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the trial. Yeah. This yeah. is like the grand jury investigation kind of thing. Yeah. I think what strikes me about this is just the the uh Republicans are just sitting there going uh ba da ba da ba ba they don't have anything to say. Well, what can they say? Yeah. You know, I, I they're they're well I, I and I think that's one of the reasons why so many republic excuse me, so many Republicans are not pursuing re-election yeah and i'm finding that very interesting it's like they will not disparage their party but they can't stomach it anymore so they're just go away quietly kind of yeah i I find that they're like trying to wait until wait it out or something very cowardly you know know, they if they if this is really bothering their consciences they should really have the balls to speak up you would one would think but especially uh, if they're not gonna if they're not gonna try to be reelected, you know i mean if they're really if they're really throwing in the towel they need to do that that you know fuck you exit interview (laughs) (laughs) they really do grow a pair of people and say say your truth well, you're you're assuming that they're not planning to come back at some time. I think a lot of them are delusional and thinking that uh, uh, I'll just wait this out until people forget and then I'll come back. Hmm. You yeah, know, I, I like know. Jeff Sessions. Is oh, that's again. right. Yeah, he is trying. He is making his comeback supposedly. Really? Yeah, oh, that's right. He's running for this. Is I found out he was running. Be- from uh kate mckinnon's parody of him yeah that's funny so i guess the big impeachment news this week was the phone call that was overheard between sondland and trump yeah yeah uh, while sondland was at a restaurant in ukraine and <laughs> trump was speaking very loudly which is just kind of it's like a comedy, you know. Wait, wait, you would wait. Think. I wonder if there was a helicopter near. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. And Roger so Stone was guilty on seven counts of lying to Congress, obstruction, witness tampering, all that good stuff. 
Yeah. So do we think he's going to get a pardon or what? Oh, don't even. Don't spoil my good mood. Well, I'm just, it's been, I'm not saying anything new. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, you know, I he didn't yeah. he didn't uh come to the stand and and give a defense for himself. So there must who be knows? something. He might be getting a pardon, who knows. I mean, they part he pardoned uh those war criminals. Yeah, that was weird. That yeah, was disgusting. Well, I although although I don't know if you saw um the tweet that the navy tweeted about well, it was a it was a, a Stone Kettle Station blog post that he reposted the tweet, and the way it was phrased, it was the Navy throwing a lot of shade on this whole thing. They said they were going to reinstate this guy as an E seven, and that's all they said. Uh, and wait, what guy? Uh, the guy that I forget about? the guy's name. It's the guy who just got pardoned for war crimes oh. in Afghanistan, I think, which sets just a horrible precedent. And but when the Navy reinstated him, they just they, he's basically just getting a paycheck. He's not a chief, and he's not going to be treated as if he's just like this guy that hasn't done anything wrong. Mm. So like the late the navy saying we're going to do what you tell us to do but we're not going to we're gonna, not, not going to give them a job possible, to... kind of yeah you okay. do the minimum absolutely possible but he but he's not getting he's not being trusted or respected or any of that so i don't know wow yeah that was a heavy it was bit of news yeah Assuming another heavy bit of news were people with weapons close to home Yes. Yeah, we've had a lot of weird stuff happening in New Jersey, and uh, yeah, you know, we, we were talking a while, a couple shows ago, about Florida man, and Florida man is funny. Like New Jersey man can just be dangerous or something. I don't yeah. know. At least these these ones. There was a Camden County man who took a machete to the Menlo Park Mall because it's he wanted like to... right near me. Right, right. <laughs> oh, because... he lives sort of near you. Exactly. And he's like threatening people up near me <laughs> right right because there were too many black people around and he felt i don't know angered about that so why did he go from camden county up to menlo park to he, he had all kinds of all kinds of plans he also menlo, yeah there are black park? people right they're, we're everywhere so why why there i don't know he also was targeting um some synagogues in the midwest so he had big plans apparently uh, yeah glad he was arrested and i I'm glad that he's on the federal, the feds radar and he'll be watched. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. And meanwhile, the same <laughs> weekend, there was a uh, football game between Camden and Pleasantville uh, in Pleasantville. And there was a shooting there that involved like six people, I believe were arrested so far. Yeah. And that was like the same day that that other school shooting, I think in California happened. Yeah. But so, did they think that that was gang related or what? What I understood so far was that it was just sort of like some sort of petty revenge thing or something. I don't know. It was like a personal thing, at least from mm -hmm. what I understand. But one of the results was that a 10 year old kid got shot and oh. was flown up to, uh, flown to i think cooper and cooper yeah. hospital in camden and is recuperating is he, okay? is he, um, he got shot in the neck. yeah right i they were saying critical condition i don't know what the progress has been but i know that 
they did get some quick help for the yeah. child. And, you know, and I believe one other person was shot too. One other person was shot seriously, another grazed or something like that. So it's been, yeah, it's a little bit, um, it's a weird feel. Like, you know, we know this happens all the time, but when it's like really right down the road from you, I, at least I know I feel, um, it's an eerie feeling, I guess, is how I yeah. can describe it the best. It's like, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. But unfortunately, we know that this shit happens all the time, you know. Well, I also want to say when you uh, posted a video for us to watch this morning, uh, the ad in front of it was about the law that the House passed requiring comprehensive background checks for purchasing guns. It's like a universal background check law. Mm-hmm. And it passed the House. And they are, the, it's basically now is the time to petition the Senate to put it out up for a vote so it could actually become a law. This is one of those, one of those 300 things that McConnell's just sitting on. So That's good information. Let's get that out. That's now vote. do this now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we should post senators. about it and let people yes. know to do that. Yes. That sounds good. Yes. Cause uh, those two shootings weren't the only shootings over the weekend either in this country. Um, there was another large, I had read this this morning. This is why I don't even like to look at anything anymore. This is, I think we, this is more news than I can handle. But there was, and I don't even remember where this was now. This could have been in California, but a whole bunch of people were sitting in somebody's backyard watching the Sunday football games. Oh, yeah. And a gang of other people came in and shot up the backyard and there was like 10 people wounded or you know it was a bad shooting and it was in a mostly asian gathering and they still haven't they haven't have suspects and they don't have a, a motive for this yet so mm-hmm. but that was like the late that was the last news about a whole bunch of people getting shot in this country that i saw this morning Exciting so, stuff. Yeah, I know it's like the daily yeah. the daily death toll for people shooting other people. Right. You know, so, yeah. this is, this keeps on making me think of way back in the '60s. There was a um, uh, a play on Broadway that came out. It was written by Jules Pfeiffer, and it was called Little Murders. And in this in the world of this play, when people went outside, other people shot at them through win- from windows. And the whole play was set up as an absurd thing. Not that this would ever happen. It was just an absurd thing. And we all just went, ha, ha, you know. And uh, it seems to be, have come to fruition. Oh, it's yeah. Very it, you, it's like uh, Clockwork Orange was rated yeah. X when it came out. And you watch it now, you're going like, eh. Mm. There's some violence, but it's nothing like what we see now. So anyway, there's, there is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel piece that we are going to talk about. Yes, <laughs> because I think we are breaking the rule. I'm, I'm, I'm about to not be able to handle all the news we just mentioned, <laughs> but, but this is good news. Um, our former guests that we spoke to and friends of mine, Kevin A. Patterson and Alana Fellin, who are writing the For Hire book series, have their second book out and it's called For Hire Audition. Um, and their book release party is going to be at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House in Philadelphia, and that is on December fourth, from six to eight p.m. Would and you would you explain the meaning of the title? 
Um, well, yeah, so they've created this, this universe that's, um, it's fictional universe of, of, uh, queer polyamorous superheroes. Mm-hmm. And there's a, uh, for hire is a magazine that exists in this universe mm-hmm. and the superheroes have careers and it's, it's an interesting thing, but that's sort of where it comes from. Um, and so this is their second book called Audition. And it's um I was just thinking actors might be thinking, Oh, I'm gonna learn how to audition from this book. Right, I'm right. Hired. They should be going to science fiction conventions. So yeah. then I would see them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I can't even tell you what their whole schedule has been. Like, I know. They might, they might well be there. I'm not sure. Well, um, they weren't at PhilCon. I didn't notice them. So. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, this is going to be a really fun book release party. I went to their first one. Um, and this time they're doing a discussion called Aliens, Black People, Dragons, and Queers, Representation in Science Fiction and Fantasy. Um, mm. There's going to be mu- music by DJ B. Crip. And uh, then they'll be signing and get people who supported them if they have a book that they um, that they paid for in their. Uh... Did they kickstart this? Is that it? It was a Kickstarter or the well, other one. I can't remember. It was crowdfunded. It was crowdfunded. Okay. Yes. So uh, I guess that's all the news we can handle today. I'm Laura Peters, I'm from Amnesty International, and you are listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Hello. We at The Leftscape would like to thank everyone who has reached out with sympathy and support for Mary after the recent passing of her husband, Alan Seamock. Friends of Mary and Alan's began a GoFundMe page to help pay the enormous bills for Alan's hospital stay. That GoFundMe is still open for those who would like to help Mary with all the expenses associated with this very difficult time. If you'd like to contribute, you can do so at bit.ly slash help Allen. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash help Allen. Thank you. Well, I am here with Tom Martin of Haddon Township, New Jersey, and he is the creator of the Camden County Pop-Up Library. I just happened across the story on a local news website, and I was just intrigued, and I wanted to learn more, so welcome. Thanks so much, Robin. I I, I really appreciate you coming out. Awesome. So from what I understand, you initially were interested in putting together a bookmobile program, and so I'm just curious about how you initially got that idea, and then what led to working with what you're doing now with Pop-Up Library. Sure. I I, I don't know where it came from. I've always liked to read. I've always liked books. And I just love the idea of a bookmobile. I'm, I think, just a few years too young, which I don't say too often, to have experienced uh, bookmobiles. But I just love the idea of taking books into Camden or any urban city and, and giving them away. Part of my passion is it's just ironic how I'm so lucky to live in a beautiful house in Haddon Township. It's almost like Pleasantville around here. Mm-hmm. And, and people listening are not necessarily from New Jersey, so if oh, you want to describe a little bit of what well, what it's like. It's like Pleasantville. If you've seen that movie, it's, oh, some, movie. it's, okay. it's, some, it's somewhat like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a lucky place to, to, to live. But three miles as the crow flies is one of the poorest cities in America, and, that, and that's Camden. 
And it just always struck me how close we can be to Camden, how lucky we are here, and how unfortunate some people that live in, in Camden are. So I've always wanted to do a bookmobile. And then finally I got to the age where my my children are grown. I'm getting to do more things that I'd like to do. And I wanted to do something about it. And I, a bookmobile is just not practical. They, they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. You need a special license. There's just many reasons not to do it. Mm-hmm. So I figured the next best thing was just to take books and give them away. And that's really all the pop-up library is. Uh, four or five times a week, I go to different locations in the city of Camden, and I give books away. I set up with two tables. I put five or six bins of books out there. There's fiction, primarily fiction, nonfiction, a book, a bin of religious and spiritual, and a children's bin, and then a book a bin for young adults. And people come and take them. Uh, there's, like today, earlier today, I was outside a methadone clinic. And that's probably the most fun pop-up library I do all week because it's a it's a regular gathering. It's more like a community. People look forward to me being there. They come in and ask me if I if I found the book they want, or they actually will bring back books, which is not required because even though it's called a library, I give the books away. The tagline is, "I take books where libraries don't go and give them away." But I'm rattling on, so I I, I won't. I'll I'll let you control no, this. I'm no, sorry. No, that's a really that's a really good. Uh overview of what happens um so where are some of the locations you set up i know you mentioned um that methadone clinic outside the methadone clinic what i try to do is i try to find areas where people do not have a lot of money and do not have access to libraries i don't know camden's population i'm going to guess four hundred thousand, maybe three hundred fifty thousand. there's two libraries and that's that's it. And they're kind of spread apart. And if you're caught in between, you're not, you're, you're sunk. And even with libraries, you have to, you have to go to them. I kind of go to the to the people. The other thing with, and I mean, I'm all for libraries. I, um, I mean, I, they're they're just absolutely spectacular. So I'm not dissing libraries, but there are cases where people will afraid to allow their children to borrow books from a library because they have the pressure of bringing the books back in a couple of weeks. And then if the books gets lost, they have the fines, and it, it just, it, it's, it's just not always a, a great thing. Mm-hmm. So I give the books away. So what I try to do is I try to find a place where there's a lot of foot traffic. So the Methadone Clinic on Tuesdays, the Transportation Center on Wednesdays, because that's a, that's a giant location, people coming and going. Mm-hmm. There's a wonderful soup kitchen in Camden called the Cathedral Kitchen, and I go there three times a month. On weekends, I go to different places where churches from the area will just serve food out of the back of their truck, or out of the back of the trucks. It all comes down to about 19, 20 days a month I'm in Camden giving away books. And there's two days a month I give away books in Philadelphia. Which for you folks, not from around here, is right across the river from Camden. It's the dichotomy is fascinating. <laughs> right, right. So that's 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 amazing. Um so 
is it a year-round operation and is it also is it you alone or do you have assistance or funding or how is that how's it it, it is year-round we we only won't go out if it's if it's raining because books don't do well but if in the cold or the heat we'll go out we're we're like the postmen <laughs> Except for rain or sleet or snow, we we don't go out there. Okay, <laughs> so we're not <laughs> almost like, we're, like that. We're nothing like the postman, actually. <laughs> um, I do. I have some wonderful volunteers. A woman named Vanessa shows up twice a week, and a gentleman named Gerald shows up and helps. In terms of funding, I'm really, really, really fortunate. I have I've just given a brand new car. Uh, the Camden Rotary gave me twenty thousand dollars because I wanted a vehicle and I got lucky. I spoke to them and a week after I spoke to them, somebody donated money they wanted to donate to a charity that helps provide, uh, promotes literacy in the urban area. So that's I, like I a got perfect that. fit. Exactly, <laughs> it, was, it was timing, so funny. I spoke to, I'll speak to anybody to, um, to, pr- to, to promote what I do. And I just got lucky and talked to the Camden Rotary at the same t- at the right time. So I took the $20,000 and I went to look for a van because that's what I thought I wanted. And I test drove a van, but $20,000 is a lot of money, but it doesn't buy you a very nice van. Hmm. 100,000 miles, it made noise, and then I realized when I test drove it, it's too big anyway. So I went to somebody I know at Subaru, a wonderful lady in charge of corporate giving, her name's Sandy Capel. And I said, Sandy, I've got some money from the Rotary. Could you match it? And right away, without missing beat, she said yes. So I just picked up a brand new car last Tuesday. It's all wrapped up. It looks, it looks beautiful. Um, if you guys want to see it, just go to my Facebook page. It's Camden County Pop Up Library. The website is Camden County Pop Up Library dot org. Great. We'll make sure that's on our site. Thank so you. Yeah, we'll, we'll link it. So that's that's really that's awesome. Um, so do you have any? like success stories you'd like to share, like people that you meet when you're out giving away books, or any like positive feedback you get from people, that sort of thing? That's, that's so interesting you ask that because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a procrastinator and I want to put together a testimonial sheet or a list like that. But, but there's, there's many stories like that. I mean, even just now, while I was out earlier today, there was a woman who... Uh, came up and I'd given her a self-help book I guess a month ago and I didn't even remember her because I see a lot of people and I don't have the best memory in town and she came up and just gave me a hug and she's in recovery because she was outside the methadone clinic she still takes methadone but but nothing else and um, she just gave me a hug because she said the book meant so much to her and it's a book by a woman named Sark who's a spectacular... Do you know Sark? Yes. You're the first person I've met that knows Sark. (laughs) I love... She's... So you can see why the woman was amazed, because Sark writes the most amazing self-help, make-you-feel-good-about-yourself books in cartoon fashion. It's it's kind of between cartoons, graphic novels, and self-help. But this... It really really spoke to her. Uh, And there's people who just walk by all the time I mean even if they don't say that they get a lot out of it I know they do I my most popular author is James Patterson people love James Patterson so I do not put James Patterson books out there I keep them in my car or under the table and I wait for people to ask for them 
And it's such a rewarding feeling when I see people looking and I'll say, what do you like? You know, we have fiction, we have nonfiction. And they'll go, I like mysteries. I go, like, murder mysteries, stuff like that? They go, yeah. And then I'll ask them who, and if they say Patterson, if I have some, I'll pull it right out. And it just blows them away because they, they didn't expect to have that. And, and a lot of the people, I shouldn't say a lot, but a bunch of people that like James Patterson, they may have learned to rekindle their love of reading while they're incarcerated. Hmm. And James Patterson is huge in, in the prison system. So it's just such a rush just to give somebody a book they want when out of the blue, I mean, they, two minutes ago, they were walking down the street in their own head you know whatever's going on in there and all of a sudden they see free books and then they get the book of the author that they like the best I mean it's it's just such a you know wonderful feeling that's why I do it I mean it's like it's 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 such a it's such a buzz nice so this is a very cool activity that kind of really have an effect on your local community and it's also very specific so I'm wondering what draws you to this work specifically with books and literacy and um, you know when there are so many other possible callings you could you could do like how, how does this one grab your attention I mean uh, some of what I just said just the buzz I get from and and it's it's every single solitary day even if it's not surprising somebody with the Patterson it's people who are just so appreciative of what of what we're doing. I'm, I'm in some badass little area sometimes Mm -hmm. and I've never once had an issue with anything. So, I mean, so, I mean, it's what is books and it's not like food kitchen or, you know, soup kitchen thing, for example. So I'm just, did you grow up really being fascinated with writing or books or are you a writer or is there something that sort of drives? I love to read. I don't read enough books because I'm, I'm addicted to newspapers. Like I get, jittery if I don't finish the Times and the Inquirer, that's the local paper mm-hmm. every day um, I'd like to read more books but I've always I've always loved books, but that's a good question, you know, I, I'm not sure I mean there's already, you know, like you mentioned, there's a lot of food ministries there's a lot of clothing ministries, mm-hmm. there's other ministries that are needed, I mean just even the clothing ministries don't give out underwear and socks and that's the things that are needed the most, you know, new underwear and socks are the things that are most needed by the people that may be experiencing homelessness. Food is always important. You know, food may stay with you for a couple of hours, but, you know, books I think people can keep for a couple of weeks. They can get lost, get out of their, if they're having a bad day, they can get out of their day. And it also, I found people, this really isn't answering your question, what I get out of it, but what the people get out of it. Mm-hmm is they appreciate the fact that they're more than just an empty stomach or somebody without a jacket. Mm. There's somebody that thinks and reads, and it, it's not on purpose, but they look at it like I'm giving them the benefit that they're more than just somebody who's an addict or somebody who's homeless or somebody who's down on their luck just walking around Camden. Um, it, the fact that there's books for them to take and read uh, I think just makes them feel feels more respected and, and a little bit uh, you know some dignity and on, on that vein it's interesting because sometimes when people are there their friend will walk by 
and they'll say to them sarcastically, you don't read. And I can just tell it, like, it, it pisses them off a little bit. Like, you know, first of all, even if I don't, don't say that, because maybe I'm changing. But second, that's, you know, those are, those are very hurtful words to them. Like, you, you know, you're calling them stupid. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think they, and that's what I hope. I mean, what, part of what I do is I, I hope either to, re, you know, give people that are readers access to books or I don't know if it's better or, or but it's also good, help provide something so somebody can be a reader. I mean, I encourage people to take as many books as they want. My stupid little line is if the books are free, if you take too many, I'll give you a bag. <laughs> and... um but I also really encourage kids to take books. We haven't talked much about kids because most of the population I serve are not children. Mm-hmm. But they have children. And when there are children, I encourage them to take as many as they possibly can. Even if the kids don't read, I don't care. Hoping that the, they become comfortable with books and that they're around the house. And maybe if their tablet's turned off or they're punished and they can't have their phone or the electricity's turned off, they might resort to a book. Exactly. <laughs> to something that's e- not a, exactly. a game. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, do you know other people who are doing other kinds of work? Is there like a network of people, you know, uh, doing the, the more of the clothing and food and things like that, or, or even environment? Like, are you connected with? Yeah, I'm, I'm connected with a couple of them because I, I like to tag along. If if there's a if there's a uh, and that's what I do on Sundays, I tag along to churches that pick different spots in Camden where they feed, because people wouldn't show up solely for books, but they'll show up for food, and then I'll have books across the street. Like where I do during the week, there's already people there, but on weekends there's not as many food kitchens open. Mm. So so yes, I I, I I collaborate with them, but it's really me just following them and setting up sure sure I always find it really fascinating like what what calls people and I think that between all of us we can all do our part that feels the strongest to us in, in the way that we can contribute and together it kind of creates I don't know a connect, a nexus oh it definitely does I mean I'm, I'm with a group of a bunch of small nonprofits that we all do something different one's an art gallery there's another gentleman who gives away books in Lindenwald. He gives books away just for kids. It's called Book Smiles. Another gentleman gives away computers. Mm. Um, one one uh, does garden stuff. So we try to get together just to swap stories, ideas, you know, share funding ideas and, you know, who's out there maybe uh, that we can work together. So there is a lot of collaboration, even though we're we, we're all doing different things. We're under the same umbrella. Mm. We're trying to help the city of Camden in different ways. Beautiful. So if someone wants to get involved with Pop-Up Library, what can they do? They can um, reach out to me. Uh, uh, they can, um, I gave you the website. They mm-hmm. could go to the Facebook page or the Instagram page. Mm-hmm. I respond to them. What I'd really like, especially if you have people listening outside the uh, Philadelphia Camden area, I'd like to franchise this thing, not not like McDonald's and charge them a fee and make them do things a certain way, but to do their own pop-up library because it's so incredibly easy. All you really need are tables, bins, and books. Mm-hmm. 
and if you have desire, that that's it. So I mean, tables, bins, books, and desire, and you can do it. And it's such a easy thing to do. You don't even have like I have not yet asked for permission for any place that I I go. I was about to ask you if you need to get a permit. Yeah, you I just you just I, show up. I just show up. I did get a permit because license and inspection came by, but the guy at the permit place was all about what I'm doing. And he's a church-going guy, so he was like, "I can't believe they hassled you. Here's a permit, and like it's, <laughs> it encompasses anything I want to do." So I mean, you do have to do it, but you know that expression: it's better to apologize. Well, maybe it's not better to apologize and ask permission, but that's the case. Well, I get off this subject. So, if if your listeners would be interested in this, I mean, I'd be more than happy to help them. If it's you know within a couple of hours, I could drive out. And bring them books and do a couple with them to show them how easy it is. And they'll find that getting books is the easiest thing in the world. Because they may be thinking, well, I don't have any books to give away. Right. Well, I know some I, I, people have said already, I like, was talking about talking with you. And they're like, oh, I have, I might have books. So Everybody Send has. them to you. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. wonderful. I, I actually start turning books down. Okay. Which is, um, I have a list of specific books that I'd like. Okay. But they'll find that everybody has books. People you would not expect have books there's a woman I do a pop-up library down at virtual hospital in Camden um, and there's a woman who who uh, came by and she just didn't look you know I'm painting with a broad brush she didn't look like somebody that would have access to a lot of books so she took a bunch of books from me and she said I have a lot of books and I was like that's great if you bring them here I would love them the very next week she pulls up in a car that doesn't look like it could have made it out of the driveway. And in the back of that car, where in, industri- in industrial-sized bags, were hundreds of wonderful books. I mean, you just learn all the time. You just, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. And one day I learned not to judge a person by its cover because I would never have guessed. But you just never know. So there's books everywhere. Uh, it, they, books are the easiest thing to get. You, you really, all you really need to do this is you you have to want to do it, and once you do it, it they'll be so inspired with the feedback, uh, with the kick that they get out of people appreciating it, they'll they'll be hooked. Wonderful. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? No, I I really appreciate you um you you making your time to come out to my house to talk to me about this because, especially ask me about. Um, any ideas I have because that's what this is all about I can only do so much if other people pick up the mantle that really makes me happy so thank you great thanks so much Wendy here to tell you about my coloring book special offer You can purchase all three of my coloring books for just $35. That's 30% less than if you purchased each book separately. This deal includes The Wendala Coloring Book, Volumes 1 and 2, and Harlequin and Other Fantasies, Meditative Coloring for Grown-Ups. That's 50 individual pieces to color. Go to wendycards.etsy.com. That's Wendy Cards with a Z, where the shipping is always free. Hey, Robin Renee here. I am happy to say that I plan to hit the road in 2020. I've got some new music in the works, and I'm looking forward to playing more gigs than I have in a while. 
If you'd like to see me at your venue along the East Coast or in the Midwest, or can reach out to your favorite club or listening room, get in touch. You can always reach me and hear my music through robinrenee.com. Thanks a lot. Can't wait to see you. So this segment uh, is another Ikigai segment, and Ikigai is a Japanese word that expresses the intersection of doing work that you love, that will support you, that's good for the planet, and that you're good at. It's the intersection of those four things is sort of this goal that... I've been striving for for a while when, since when I you heard describe it. that it makes me hear the music of the uh, spheres. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's is that what that is? Because I heard that one the first time I saw uh, my husband. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's wow. the music of the spheres. It means when, when everything is imperfectly uh, aligned. Ah. Okay. Yeah. No, I heard I heard the choir of angels going ah when I first yeah. was like leaning in the doorway very, you know, just casually. That's amazing. There. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. it was it was terrifying cuz I looked up and I and and a voice in my head, there's the next man to break your heart. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the next man who will break your heart. That's <laughs> well, that was your brain. That wasn't what you the message you got, right? That was your fear, I guess you're saying. No, that was I just knew he was the next one. And okay. and it was it was cute. He also, you know, I was getting my hair done at my now ex-brother-in-law's house. It's his ex-brother-in-law. <laughs> this guy was married. My hairdresser was married to his sister. And you know, he he was he was uh talking rich up as as a potential band that needed a keyboard player so i guess i will bring music into okay <laughs> so, so i met him under the premise that they were looking for another keyboard player which they were not but i guess ralph didn't know that and we chatted for a minute and i gave him my phone number and by the time i got home there was a message on my machine from him so oh boy yeah and the rest is the rest is history, history. <laughs> beautiful that's cool <laughs> i didn't know that story yeah it was fun i mean i got i actually wrote a really one of my favorite songs i wrote about that and him baby i'm falling on i believe it's was it on yeah it was on the first album so so there is that but i like it that you had the music of the spheres there yeah I never called it that. I always called it the well, that, that's, that's a mythology turn. That's like a Joseph Campbell turn. That when you see the the um, Holy Grail, you'll uh -huh. hear the music of the spheres. Oh, that okay. type of thing. I like that. You know, I've had feelings like that with certain choices I've made, and I don't know if I heard something, but when I do. I was making the right move. And that has happened for me in, in music at times when I've, um, like there was one time that I made a decision to buy the songwriter's market, which is, it, it was funny because it was around the holidays and I was supposed to be shopping for everybody else. And then I saw this book and I was like, I, I, something just said, buy, buy this book. 
And I was like, I'm trying, I'm not trying to buy things for me right now, you know, <laughs> but it was very clear. And from that, just doing that, I wound up meeting a producer that I worked with that really helped me create some of my best stuff. I wound up oh, meeting, wow. I wound up actually writing for the songwriters market for a few articles. I wound up meeting pe- someone I went on tour with because they got in touch with me because they knew I worked with this guy. It was like a, just a cascade of all kinds of things, you know? Oh, that's amazing. I bought that book and nothing happened. Well, I think in general, <laughs> well, in general, I don't know how do much it makes happen. You know, because it's a lot of information and you could just just be it could be like needle in a haystack, you know. Yeah. But but for whatever reason, it I found the right connection to make through it. And um I've been missing that feeling. Like I I know well, one of the things I've figured out is that I'm bringing for however I do it, bringing music and and performing and live performing much back into my life, which I haven't had in a couple of years, um, in a serious way. And I don't know. I'm not getting that feeling anywhere. You know, it's like Wait, I like not- it when I have that feel, that sense of like I know I'm moving in the right direction and this is cool. And you know, I I have some thought processes to follow but I don't have that like inner sense of like, okay, this is, this is really the right direction. So do you, um, do you get that feeling from, wait, do you normally get that feeling from live performance? Uh, you're not getting it anymore. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is like in terms of my planning, in terms of planning career stuff right now, mm-hmm. like when in that time period where I got that book and I found um, Scott Matthews in California and I worked with him and I did a, that whole series of events, it felt like I was in the zone, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like if there's a, if there's something that Ikigai feels like, I, it, it, I think it might feel like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right I now, you're not getting that feeling right now. No, I haven't had it in a very long time. So it's one of those things where, you know, I had, I realized I have to stop waiting for some sign. And I need to just do some things and just say, all right, I'm going to have new music. I don't have it now, but I will. And I'm going to be playing it. And this is what I'm doing. And it's kind of kind of scary, but it feels like that's the thing to be done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I guess the idea of the ikigai, that it sounds to me like it's not something that can be forced. No. Uh, it just has to happen. But it won't happen unless you do something. So you have to do something. So you make your plans and you do what you can. But if you obligate yourself to being perfect or, uh, you know, accomplishing something very specific, you may disappoint yourself and then it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we're waiting for perfect circumstances is not the key. And it's, yeah. um, you know, and just kind of knowing the one inner sense I do have is that more of my income needs to come from my creative works, my my uh, meaning music and creative writing. I do a lot of writing, but mm-hmm. that particular part of my heart um, and mind needs to be active. So it's you need to you need to get more of your income from the areas of the universe that are are the most difficult to get income out of yeah (laughs) well 
Yeah, but that's okay. Okay. I mean, I certainly have done more of that in the past than I have done recently. And um, getting back to it is, is a bit of a challenge, but it's, I'm okay with that. Okay. So you're yeah. planning on touring? I'm planning some shows for yeah. sure. I've got some people interested in the Midwest in particular and possibly, well, West Coast, but I'm not sure when I'll do that. But, mm. you know, I'm just going to start connecting some dots and, and nailing some things down and making that happen. So I would I would suggest going during the rainy season on the Why? West Coast, whenever that is, because it's on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I try why. to think about that. I try to think like, I I don't like, I, I love to be on the East Coast in the summer, but I get offers in, you know, in Midwest and other places sometimes, which, you know, obviously you get, I go do it. Um, so I think though, in the fall would be nice to be there before it gets too ridiculously cold and then maybe you know i could just like follow the weather you know do my like ideal weather tour yeah that sounds like a good idea go to florida when it's you know in february march you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know but but i do think about those things and obviously if i'm driving i don't want to drive to maine in you know february i'd rather drive no. to florida <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see but um so I feel scared. It's a scary proposition to sort of jump back into some things, but it's it's necessary, you know. What scares you about it? Um, traveling think, alone, or no, that well, no, that did scare me at the beginning when Trump first was elected. That did scare me in a way that it hadn't before. Um, I'm not thinking about that as much now as just opening the creative sources that have been dormant or that I've been afraid of. Mm. And then the work of um, the, the, the work of putting together musical events in a way that's good and financially sound and making sure you're working with someone trustworthy and, you know, on, on all sides of it as much as you can. And it's a lot to do and it's can, it can go wrong and it's, you know, it's, um, it's just, it's scary, you know, but I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that I'm deciding that it's, it's also necessary. You know? That's cool. I, mm -hmm. I, it's been a really long time since I've done any performance and, and part of me is getting really bitter about it. And, and I'm, I'm, as we're discussing this, I'm kind of in the middle of, of a lot of uh, processing because this has been something that's been bothering me for a very long time. And mm -hmm. it's hard to describe. It feels like, you know, maybe I didn't put in enough work or I don't know. It, it's, it's, you know, and that's when you're saying people are offering, you know, when you put the word out, you get like offers to come play and stuff. And, and I'm assuming these people are offering to pay you to do that, <laughs> or mm -hmm. is this like just show up and, and we'll give you a space, but you know, you have to pay your travel and we're not paying you to perform. And No, I wouldn't do that. Not, okay. not to travel like a distance like that. <laughs> yeah, Cause I used to get offers a lot to go play at festivals, but the minute I asked them, you know, like in the Midwest or, or, uh, 
I'm trying to think the farthest away. I mean, well, Canada, they actually did pay me. So that was cool. Um, but no, I mean, a lot of festivals like down south or out west or in the Midwest were saying, oh, yeah, music for the gods, you know, come on out. It's like, well, OK, we're a six piece band. How are we supposed to get there? And are you going to pay us? And then the, then it's like, oh, oh, we didn't mean that, you know, so like, they're more than happy to have us do stuff for free. Mm -hmm. um, and And I think. I think my decision to not not pay to play, which is basically what that ends up being, because if they're not even covering your transportation, uh, it's hundreds of dollars to just show up. And that's right. just for like you. And then, you know, then there's your band like you have they need to get paid. So it's like either they're you, either you can talk them into working for free also, which isn't right. Or you end up just shelling the money out, which I had done in the past. Right. I mean, I think there are times when there's sometimes there, I think there is a case for an opportunity that getting to a new place and, and playing, it, it might be reasonable, but for the most part, it's not in a lot. It, it's not in alignment to not get paid and to lose money. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's not. So that I, I just decided I'm, you know, I'm very, I'm mostly not ever doing that. You know, if it's close by and there's a reason that's yeah, one you have yeah. to have respect for yourself as an artist. But that's one of the reasons why I stopped performing because I decided I'm not going to play for free or for mm. pay anymore. And then nobody asked me to. So mm. it was, I mean, I even was trying to work out and it, I think we did it for one festival. Um, I had, I even worked out a very, I thought was a really good way for the event to get the money up to pay me, which was, I would give them, you know, a, an amount of CDs, for example, mm -hmm. and that they raise their, their entry price by five or $10 and give them a CD as included with the entry price, but that money goes into my pocket. So it's like, you know, I'm pre, it's like I would do, I would perform if you can guarantee you're going to sell, you know, 300 cds and they would do that by buying them off of me and including it in their in in the price of entry and just raising the price of entry a couple of bucks mm. but they didn't want to you know I, I suggested that to them and one place tried it out i think and uh you know but that's not something that people were like very um enthusiastic about doing mm-hmm but I, you know, I thought it was it would have been a good way for them to recoup the money that they would have mm. to pay for me, you know, especially if it's like a new event or something. Yeah, it is. A, I mean, it is a good idea. I don't know. I, so new places, you know, I'm just trying to think of new places and new ideas, and I think that's for the key for me because a lot of those mm. situations, I agree, aren't necessarily going to pan out, you know. Mm. Yeah, so. new places sounds like the uh, operative word there. Yeah. I think newness is the is the key for me right now. Just to rethink or just think think anew mm. where yeah. I'm going and where I could what I can do and not just sort of stay in the same kind of limited ideas of what I've done already. Mm -hmm. You know, some of those things I, I, I will return to in places, but there's there's I think there's a lot more out there and I'm you know, so it is, it's intimidating to find out, but it's, it's good to decide to, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I was... glad. I'm glad you decided to that next year you're going to be doing stuff. Cause I, I think uh, just from, just from knowing you, I, it seems that you're happier when you're making music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and no, I'd like true. to see you happy. <laughs> making music and communicating with people. Yeah. As opposed to, just, like people. In, as opposed to <laughs> just being in your own little room, recording music all by yourself. Hmm. Mm hmm. Hmm. I like some of both, but, but yeah, people at some point, getting involved is a good thing <laughs> yeah so. definitely you're a communicator i and, and it's just making me think too about about uh wendy your situation is that you have an audience for your, your music that seems to be an audience that doesn't realize they have to pay for it so maybe you've got to find <laughs> a different audience <laughs> that it's the problem's not with you the problem's with your audience you got to so maybe you got to cross over a little bit into what I don't know. Find find a new <laughs> find new new ideas of who else would hire a band. Hmm. Well, I need a band to be <laughs> hired. Hmm. Don't have one, so you know. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't want to end this there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think there are a lot of steps. There are a lot of steps to take, to be taken. I know. And I'm, I'm in a place of, uh, I mean, I've been in a place of utter, just this emotional disarray around all of this. That's not, uh, that does not sound strange to me mm. at mm. all. <laughs> and, um, so I think I'm just take, I'm understanding that it is a challenge and there are a lot of things that I need to do creatively and logistically to get to next places. And, you know, it is fucking scary. And oh. I think that's got to be okay. You know, I think it leads to better things. I think it does too. Have a leap of faith. I wish you all of the luck. <laughs> yeah. You seem to have, you do have, and I hope that you find that, you know, the, um, the pieces magically falling into place again. So yeah. you can get to that feeling. That would be good. It's been yeah. a while. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's yeah. time that the, the, the wheel needs to, you know, the wheels turning, maybe, maybe we're going up. I don't know. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> And and also for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>